Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Through Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me Kept me locked in captivity Have been broken by grace so free When he poured out his cleansing blood Motivated by his great love Give me faith I need to rise above Sing a song of how I've overcome I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need to start again I've got victory over sin He gives me victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. My name is Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. What we attempt to do in the first couple of minutes of this show is to let you know what Victory Over Sin is and who funds us. Victory Over Sin is a uh, program designed to be an advocacy organization for the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. And our mandate, if you will, is to educate you, the Idahoan, about what it's like to be on parole and to come off parole. It's aimed at that audience. So if you're out there listening to me today and you've been incarcerated, this is a show that you should listen to. If you've got somebody that you know that's been incarcerated, this would be a show that you want to listen to, especially if you're listening to us in the desert. All kinds of stuff are happening for you as you are about to be released from incarceration, and you particularly should listen to the show, and particularly today, because we're going to talk about some stuff that's going on right now. Uh, in addition to doing this radio show, which we've done for about three and a half years now, so if somebody's listening to my voice for the first time and you want to know something about the Department of Corrections, you can go to the archives at KBXL and look up Victory Over Sin. You will see three and a half years worth of shows in terms of all the different players, in terms of the Department of Corrections. We've had directors, we've had state senators on. We'll talk about the issues that affect those of us who have been incarcerated and who are released. It's a good body of work to learn about the system and how the system plays out into our In addition to that, we also do a PowerPoint presentation if you have a business, a service group, a church, and you would like to know more about the Department of Corrections, at the end of the show, I'm going to let you know how to get in touch with me. And if you get in touch with me, we will send out that person to do that PowerPoint, about a 20-minute PowerPoint. And it's the most important piece about that is that it is led by a person who is a returning citizen themselves. The design of the PowerPoint is to spark some discussion about the Department of Corrections and then after that, they can lead a discussion about how that affected them and spark that discussion. We're excited about that, and we're excited about the work that we've been doing. Uh, in addition to that, if you're listening to me for the first time, you may or may not know that we now have an office that we've had for a little over a year now and located at 8620 West Emerald, and that's Suite 140. We're on the corner of Benjamin and Emerald here in Boise. We are open from nine o'clock to noon, Monday through Friday. And what we are looking for is to be that first contact for people coming out of incarceration. And for that point, if you don't have, if you have a question about somebody that you love, this would be a spot to come by. We've got a staff of people who will greet you and you're gonna meet some of those people today. In addition to that fact, all the people that work in this office have been incarcerated. There's a few exceptions, but for the most part, everybody's been incarcerated. So you're going to find firsthand what's going on. Like I said, we're excited about that. Uh, Heretofore, we've actually, through a funding partner with 
serving USA, we started a seminary at Idaho State Correctional Institution that's been shut down because of our current crisis. No volunteers are being allowed to go into the um, prisons at this point in time, but that will start back up as soon as volunteers are ready to go back into the institution. Una Crooks, that's what's going on. Things are in a certainly a mix out here in the world if you're listening to us in the desert, but we're attempting to do the best we can and go forward and make things work for you as you're about to get out. And if you're driving around, we're still attempting to make those things work for you. I'll get right back to our guests in just a second. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and coffee shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Okay, this is pretty cool, I think, because we're attempting to do our show via Zoom. There's no studio. We've got guests that are in different locations. And the great thing about this is that we're going to talk about the topic of the day in terms of how this crisis and how it's affecting everybody in the Treasure Valley and how it's affecting people who are coming out of incarceration. So I'm very fortunate to have three good people with me who also happen to work in my office. They are uh, a reentry support specialist. One of them is Donald Jenke. One of them is James Hendrickson. One of them is Catherine Patterson. Do you, you want to say hi to everybody out there? You want to start with Donald? Donald, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi, how you doing? Okay. That's the the, Delta, the great voice of Don Jenke. James, you want to say hi? Good afternoon. There you go. And the last one is our female of the, of the staff who works primarily with women getting out of incarceration. Catherine Patterson, say hi. Hello there. There you go. Okay, let's start with just the three of you a little bit briefly. Let's talk about your kinds of backgrounds and where you're from. You want to go in the same order. Donald, where are you from? And uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, originally born in Utah, grew up in Southern California. Uh, came back up to this region, which is where I uh, uh, entered the uh, uh, prison system. Uh, I have been out about a year, and that's where I met Mark, was uh, out at Max at a worker unit. And uh, I've been with him on staff here for about a year, uh, helping with people in reentry. James, you want to go next? Sure. I'm uh, from Southern California, moved to Idaho in 90, 1993, and uh, I was incarcerated in 2010. Uh, so eight years of the 25 have been incarcerated out in the desert. Um, uh that's, you know, that that's really just about it. Okay. Miss Catherine, you want to talk to us about your background, please? Well, originally I'm from South Dakota, and and then I've lived all over the, the country as an adult. And I got in trouble. I've been out for two years, so uh, life is good. 
one of the things that is so interesting about the work we do um, is you never quite know who's going to come along and how they're going to help you in this and work that we do. And it's really unique in terms of all three of these individuals who are here on a daily basis to kind of support me and uh, support you and the families that you have that are, that are worried about you out here in incarceration. Um, tell me why you think it, uh, each of you individually, to start with Donald, why is, are you special for this work that you're doing with us currently? Um, I think it's, for me, it's fairly simple. Um, having been incarcerated, I've it kind of experienced life from that side of the, the barbed wire. And probably one of the first things that hit me when being incarcerated is there's quite a number of very good people in prison. Now, have they committed crimes? Yes. But at the core, uh, they still uh, want to do something good with their life. And then ha coming back out into the community, I still have a heart for that. So I see as they come out, how little resources there are for them. So I want to stand in that middle ground to try to help them get back on their feet. James? Uh, yes, I, I feel the, the same way. When I was uh, released from prison, I had, you know, resources to speak of. And uh, I met Mark uh, about a month later, and I tied in with him on this. And meeting people or hearing about inmates that absolutely have nothing coming out which is pretty much the majority of them. I, I just felt that I had to jump in and, uh, you know, and help and do something that, you know, makes their life a lot easier, give them hope. I'm sure uh, that I've heard this too, that guys coming out are they, very anxious. The anxiety level is extremely high and they don't know what to expect. So I'd like to be the, the person that would break the news to them that, you know, hey, you can get by, you can be successful. Don't let this time behind bars uh, affect you. And we're out here for you. Miss Catherine, your turn. Well, I agree with both the guys. I uh, didn't know what I was going to do when I met Mark Rennick, but since I've been incarcerated, uh, it's kind of a heartfelt thing. Either you love it and do it, and that's what I love to do is go out and pick up the women and have them have a first great day out, getting them to all their appointments and watching the stress just kind of ease out of them as time goes on. So I love what I do. And I think if you're listening to the four of us here today, uh, it's gone. We've gone through this major change like the rest of the society has done. Uh, the office here was buzzing. It was, we were on top of each other. We had people in the office. I, I want to say that 50 people a week were in here doing something. We were picking up people. We were going to meetings and we were doing all sorts of stuff. And it really has dropped off tremendously in the uh, last couple of weeks in terms of trying to meet the needs. We've defined ourselves as essential because we are those people that the, your case manager can call and say, hey, we, this guy doesn't have a ride. And we pick you up and we bring you out and connect you up with the resources that are here. But maybe each of you, if you would just start Donald with the change from when we were all crazy, it seems like three or four weeks ago, to what it is right now. Would you just address that a little bit? Um, the, the situation that we're in right now actually is kind of, for me, helped uh, clarify and define that we are essential. As a matter of fact, when the, uh, the whole mandate from the governor first hit, uh, I went out and read uh, what he defined as an essential service. And we are on there um, in serving uh, underserved uh, portion of society. 
And one other thing that's really helped with is kind of focusing on the things that we do where getting transportation from the prison to the parole office to try to get some uh, essentially housing is uh, our main priority. And if at all possible, uh, start them on the process of uh, food assistance and getting clothing. Um, those things are uh, what we focus on first day out. Now, under non-lockdown conditions, we try to maybe help out with a little more if we can with like getting driver's license and stuff like that. But uh, with what's going on right now with the virus, it really has clarified that what we're doing is essential because the prison system still is releasing and IDOC next door is still uh, doing their essential services and the parole office is still open. So the service that we do is essential. James, your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think what makes our work essential is, are the uh, inmates that are getting out of prison. That's the essential part of it. Um, it has definitely dropped. I, I like being busy. I do like the walk-ins. I do like, it seems like we're pulling our hair out, but it, it's just, it, it's enormously satisfying for myself. Uh, it's really, obviously, with only picking up inmates now, we can't do what we normally do because the stores are closed and what have you, the clothing's for clothing and what have you, and health and welfare. So it really, really has put a, a kibosh on what we do first day out. But uh we're definitely hopeful that this will uh, end soon and uh, we'll be back to normal. And, you know, I just, again, uh, our work is essential, but it's primarily because the inmates getting out of prison. Ms. Catherine. Well, the big difference for me is that because there are fewer women reaching out to our organization, that um, the guys seem to be able to stay busy picking up the men, but it's when you, Pick someone up and you have to explain to them that the world is a different place even since they went in and things aren't open and services aren't available and still try and ease their fears that uh, they'll make it okay. It's a, it's a challenge. Yeah, I think the thing that I would say to those of driving around or the people who are listening to us today in the desert is that there really have been some changes and they seem to the changes that are the adaptations, I guess you would say, in terms of what's going on, almost changes daily. But heretofore, we've always taken people different places. And now where our office is adjacent to us now, you're actually able to go in and check in at the one-stop shop by iDoc. And you don't need to go to parole. That's a brand new service that wasn't available before. And you can actually now go there and apply for food stamps, which was absolutely a brand new event that uh, you weren't be able to do before. So we're really adapting to make things work as better, as much as possible, as convenient as possible. But what we're trying to do is get you through the absolute essential stuff that needs to happen and then get you to the place where you're, a port, where you're, you're projected to live and to get you start tradition. I think that helped me with this. I would always think and let you guys kind of comment on this. I put myself in a scenario where we're picking up somebody tomorrow, the next day or the day after that. I'm still wanting to get out of here and, and to tackle this process myself. I think that I want to get out and be successful, take command of my life and not be <clears throat> fearful. Is that something that um, you think people, well, tell me what you think people are thinking about in their first day. And let's start with Donald on that one. Okay. Um, uh, the stuff you described 
summarizes it where we still are focused on the necessities. Um, one of the advantages uh, for the returning citizen first day out is it's actually kind of slowed some things down. Uh, normally we were very focused on getting them out there so they can uh, get some clothes, start looking for work, go to job interviews. That's all kind of pulled back where, for example, now we can't really take them to the thrift store to get clothes, but that's okay because with everything kind of closed down, they can't really go anywhere anyway. So it, it's still moving forward, but it slowed things down to where it's not so frantic, frantic in the first one, two, or three days out. Um, the needs are still being, being met. We're getting in them to their houses. And like you said, uh, they can still check in at PMP, get food assistance. But uh, uh, the needs are still being taken care of, but it's just going a little slower. James, you want to address that? Uh, sure. I, I, just, I do want to say that people that are being released from prison have every opportunity to be successful. Uh, we do not enable uh, people when they come out. We just assist them to let them know that what resources are available. Um, it's the same thing when, when it's making a choice. You know, the resources are there that utilize these resources. Um, you know, the system has to be circumvented somewhat right now, but this, the resources are still available. Um, so, and we're here to, to expose those resources. Ms. Catherine. Well, I'm listening to uh, Donald and James. One thing became evident or obvious to me was that the word slowed down and, you know, maybe there's a silver lining in here that uh, the world has slowed down. So the pressure isn't as on on that first day like it used to be. I mean, I would run people around till six o'clock at night trying to get all those those things that we thought were first and foremost important, and mm -hmm. things have slowed down. Yeah, and I think that's not that's bad. Not, no, I totally appreciate that you're saying that too, because I think from my standpoint, I know before all this, it seemed like my schedule was absolutely crazy going here and going there and meeting, and it really has given me a chance to take a step back and prioritize what is really important and we're doing a quote unquote better job. We're doing it in a more thoughtful manner. The projects that we are working on for you guys that are coming out, uh, that we're designing for you coming out with funding sources are better thought out. Uh, in some ways, I think it's, uh, it's absolutely perfect. I would call godsend. And again, you're talking to, you're listening to us on a Christian based radio station. So it's certainly in his uh, authority and command that maybe we needed to take a step back. And I think one of the things that Catherine also addressed that, uh, you know, I can't say enough about, there are different facets as you're about to get released. And as you're about to get released, you may have a list of 25 different things that you've got to get done in the next 48 hours. And we have always subscribed to the fact that take it easy, take it slow and figure out what you're going to do on that first steps and breathe some fresh air get used to being outside and getting used to being uh, free again and uh, proceed certainly at a level that where you get things done, but not to rush, rush, rush to get this done or and or to make up for any lost time that you think because you've been uh, away from society for two years, for three years or for whatever amount of time you've been away from. So I, I, I welcome this was reluctant and frustrated when all this starts happened, but the longer it goes on, you see God's hand in all of this. And perhaps that is really what we're attempting to do. I think even comment on this in terms of the staff. I mean, I think 
we've changed a lot in the staff. It used to be on top of each other. So talk about how we get along. Uh, you're open to, you know, say anything you want to say. Uh, James, or let's start with uh, Donald. Open to how we're changed the way we get along. How about that? Um, before, I get, before I get into that, uh, as you were talking, um, one thing that I wanted to uh, bring to light is, as we mentioned, the world is kind of realizing what they consider essential and what is not essential, what they can shut down, and the prison system isn't shutting down. Um, it's actually kind of bringing uh, the, the issues and the importance of uh, reentry to the top because it can't just like a, like a store closes and then just kind of goes silent. We are still having to uh, uh, work with people that are, you know, reaching parole that are topping out. And it's, it's actually getting a little bit of attention, which is good attention. Like Mark said, it's helping uh, uh, prioritize things a little bit. As far as working um, uh, the staff together, uh, because of the uh, social distancing, physical distancing, um, we're not really as crowded bumping against each other. Uh, we've kind of been a little bit more independent on the things that we're doing, but what's neat about it is we still are united in purpose. And even as we're talking, we're still all united in our frame of mind. Yep. James, got something on that? Well, he explained, obviously, the social distancing, everybody is aware of that. But in general terms, when we're up and running, we work smoothly. Uh, we have our, our common goals. Uh, our, our desire and our drive is all the same. So we have different duties that we do, but uh, we don't step on anyone's feet. We have, we have a great, great camaraderie with, uh, with everybody who works in this office. Yeah. Catherine, you're shot. Well, I just happened to stop by the office this morning because yeah. I have been doing my my social distancing even from the office. And hey, I got to be on the radio. You know, that's I was going to mention that, too. It's like, uh, you know, you uh, sometimes it's hard to wait for people to kind of come around to what's going on. And all of us were I know I can only speak for myself. I was missing Catherine. I was wondering what was going on. And so she comes in and what Catherine does if you get correspondence from this office, generally speaking, it's coming from Catherine. And so the letters were stacking up and I kept thinking, gosh, do I call her? Do I reach out to her? And so she just comes back in today and now she's uh, happy to uh, share what's going on in her life. It's, um, it's something that I would take the task of what we're learning as a staff is what you, as you are in, as you address the date that you are going to be released, you will see that all this stuff will flow together if you kind of make the priorities in your life uh, in the right spot. Um, so I, I think as we're, the thing I want to make sure that we do before we close today is to let you know that we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here. Uh, and this is something that all of us are passionate about. And then there are people who work with us. We have two employment people who are here kind of working from home. They will be here for you. Uh, we are constantly working on more resources to make this operation more successful. We are constantly working to bring more, not only resources, but connections to other entities that do the same thing we do and to become more of a credible voice. And we're very anxious for you if you're driving around listening to me or if you're out there, we're anxious for you to be released and to come out here and help us because your story, as you tell your story to legislators and or to the community, 
will have an impact that will change things for the people who follow us out of incarceration. I think those things are all very, very important. And we are very blessed to do what we do. We're very lucky to do what we do. And uh, it was so nice that uh, in our first kind of Zoom uh, recording of this radio show that we did so well with it. I'm going to let you guys kind of close up if you want to. Uh, anything you want to say, Mr. Jenke, before we close? Um, one thing that I always come back to is that uh, this being a Christian radio station and this organization, uh, we really do believe that God's at the foundation. Um, we have our day-to-day -day activities that we do, but we can see God opening doors. And my encouragement to anyone out there listening, um, no matter how strong your belief in God is, at least kind of look to see if things that are happening may be him. And if they are acknowledging, acknowledge that it is him. Mr. James. I can just say, maintain, be hopeful, and amen. There you go. Catherine. You know, I can just uh, concur with the boys at this point. God bless everyone. Yeah, again, I want to say one more time, too. It's um, You never know as we, as we start this entity and as we go forward with the people who are going to be around us and who are going to support us. And the four of us are very blessed to have many, many people who are not on the radio with us now, but who work with us, people who volunteer, who uh, offer us money through the churches they go to and through the communities that they serve. We're very, very fortunate. And uh, I am so blessed to have these three people on the radio with me. Uh, I wanna let you guys know that um, this will be something that will be going on, okay? And we look forward to talking to you next Saturday. Jesus, there's victory. All the chains that were holding me kept me locked in captivity. Have been broken by grace so free. When He poured out His cleansing blood, motivated by His great love, give me faith I need to rise above and sing a song of how I've overcome. I've got victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need to start again I've got victory over sin He gives me victory over sin Bringing peace to the fight within Give me strength, I need to start again He gives me victory Okay, listen, I want to close by saying thank you so much for your time. This is something you can see is very special. It's the first time we did a kind of a Zoom situation. And I think with the topics in terms of what's going on out here in the world, I hope you've got something from it. We are very easy to communicate with. If you need to get in touch with us, we're at www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can reach out to us at Systemic Change of Idaho. It's all spelled out there at gmail.com. You can also, we're on Facebook, a systemic change of ID. We're on Instagram, a systemic change of ID. You can even call us on the phone at area code 208-477-1006. We look forward to talking to you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin.